0: Hello again, and welcome back to the Proper Spicks Football Podcast, promotions part of the show. Happy New Year. I hope everyone is out there safe and sound and you are celebrating your new year. Time to promote those that I love. And hey, nails by Imani, check my daughter out in Jonesboro, Georgia. The address is as follows, 258 South Main Street, Suite F. Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236. The best, absolute best nail technician in or outside of the 285 perimeter in Atlanta, Georgia, specifically Jonesboro, Georgia. Check out the missus. Her crafting email is forcedcraftsdesigns at gmail.com. Once again, that is F-O-R-R-E-S-T-C-R-A-F-T-S d-e-s-i-g-n-s at gmail.com you can also check out her website and that is the online beauty boutique.com for heavenly hair shopneallife.com forward slash forest health once again that is shopneallife.com forward slash forest health check her out there as well Arigato Joey at soundcloud.com. Look him up. Check him out. And finally, but certainly not last, me. The Prophet's Picks 2019 is the Instagram handle. Theprop's Picks at gmail.com is my email. And last but certainly not least, I am on Twitter as well, Prophet underscore picks. And you can listen to my podcast show on every single podcast platform there is known to man. And soon to come. I will be on Pandora. Everybody stay safe out there and enjoy the show that's coming up right now. One. If you're anything like me, today is a very, very, very sad day. But today marks the beginning of 2023 tournament preparations. And this is the Prophets Picks Football Podcast sunday night football season finale results show on last night my prediction green bay 28 detroit lions 20 in the 187th meeting of all time and instead of green bay improving to nine and eight and being the team that would go and get absolutely demolished by the San Francisco 49ers this coming weekend on Saturday, January the 14th, once again the beginning of the 2023 NFL tournament, as we are in fact officially on the road to Glendale, Arizona Super Bowl 57. It is Detroit that won on last night 20 to 16. And Green Bay falls to 8-9. Detroit already eliminated from postseason contention before Sunday Night Football because Seattle won against the Rams in overtime yesterday afternoon. But nevertheless, Detroit still finishes with that winning 9-8 record. And Aaron Rodgers and company, they finished third in the division with the record of 8-9. Now every single team that has to be eliminated is indeed eliminated. And every team that had not had a postseason seeding or birthing by their name, they now have that. And once again, this is the final regular season Sunday Night Football Results show. Last night was win and you're in. Simple as that. And Detroit said, you know what? We were eliminated at least an hour before the game kicked off. So if we don't go to the postseason, nobody goes to the postseason. For the Packers, it was win and you're in. They had absolutely nothing to lose. And technically, they had everything to lose. It was the Detroit Lions that had nothing to lose because... The Detroit Lions were eliminated from postseason contention about an hour or so before kickoff. And it is 15 minutes afternoon, specifically 12 noon, high noon. Good afternoon here in the Central Time Zone. Welcome back to the Prophet's Fix Football Podcast show on a Monday, January the 9th, 2023. Good afternoon on the East Coast, Atlantic, Eastern, Eastern Standard Time, one fifteen p.m. Good morning in the Mountain Time Zone. Yes, I almost said good afternoon there as well, but they still have a good 45 minutes before they hit noon. It is 11.16 a.m. Mountain. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Football Ball Results Show, the final Sunday Night Football Results Show for the 2022 NFL season after the second Sunday Night Football game of the new year. 10 16 a.m. Pacific. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. Anchorage, Alaska. What's up? Welcome back. I will real you in as I always do in 8 16 a.m. Hawaiian Standard Time. Aloha. Honolulu, Waikiki, Maui. Pearl Harbor Memorial, all of the Hawaiian Islands. Good morning. And once again, if you're in my time zone or you're in the Eastern Standard Time Zone, good good afternoon. Welcome back to week 18 finale. Sunday Night Football Results Show week 18 finale. Because there are no more NFL games that will be played that relates to the regular season. So I will talk to you all today at least for a good 15 minutes about the game on last night and at least for a good 10 minutes or so about the games that were played on yesterday because there is no Monday Night Football tonight. There is, however, a national championship game on tonight. TCU, the three seed, at number one. Or should I say the number three CTCU versus the number one C. Georgia Bulldogs set up to defend their national championship title. They won it a year ago on tomorrow, January the 10th, 2022. And that game will be played at SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles, California. It's either SoFi Stadium or it's going to be the big house at the Rose Bowl. And uh, yeah. Inglewood, California. Definitely SoFi Stadium. Believe it or not, I did a prediction show on that. My mother prompted me to do that. Unknowingly prompted me to do that. And, um... Yeah. I end the season with a loss on yesterday. Because, again, this is the week 18. As well as the Sunday Night Football. The final Sunday Night Football. Uh results show of 2022. Um got to tell you what happened in the games on yesterday and how the cards fell and there is indeed a lot to talk about in the NFL as there always is. There always is. Again, there is tons to talk about here in the NFL, but gonna focus on the results from yesterday as well as last night's game once again a good 15 minutes on the results of the game last night a lot to talk about there in the aftermath of that game the loss for the green bay packers and then of course um a lot to talk about for tomorrow as well as how the game fell the results of uh the games and how they fell on yesterday and uh Patriots lost, of course. Um, that was my prediction that they would lose. Uh, Bills won. They won one for DeMar Hamlin, thank God. And the um, Dolphins won, as I predicted. Thank God for that, um, which awarded them the number seven seed. Um, by New England losing and Miami winning, that eliminated the nine and eight Pittsburgh Steelers. And Pittsburgh did what they needed to do. They won all of their games down the stretch for the most part. The ones that they had to win, they took care of their business And the best thing to come out of that is Kenny Pickett as a rookie quarterback just got better and better. And I say it over and over again the last few weeks. What would have happened if Kenny Pickett started from week one? Well, What happened? They just went ahead and tossed the rookie into the flames. And um, I am a component of allowing quarterbacks to sit and wait and learn. But you have to have an eye see that. You have to have a vision to see that. You have to have the wisdom and the coaching experience and the knowledge to see that. And in this instance, I think Mike Tomlin, the head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who has never, by the way, had a losing season and he did not have one this year. And that was my Super Bowl prediction. Steelers would be in Arizona and they would be in Arizona with the Los Angeles Rams, and we know Rams faltered and fell by the wayside very early on. But Pittsburgh, you can argue that they did the same thing, but you can also argue that they battled back. And you can also argue Mike Tomlin for coach of the year because Pittsburgh Steelers made themselves relevant and they were alive to the very end. Because for a moment there, it looked like the Dolphins was going to lose that football game. And um, Dolphins won it. Very weird score, 11-6 there. Pittsburgh beat the Cleveland Browns handily, 28-14, to 14, and that costs some people uh, their uh, coaching positions. I'll talk about that later today. A lot of podcast shows still to do, even though it is the postseason. I was reminded today is, in fact, Black Monday. And on Black Monday, the reason why it's called Black Monday in the NFL is because a lot of coaches... And it's argumentative. It's debatable whether they should be fired or not are fired. There are changes in the front offices of NFL franchises. And there are changes for coordinators as well. And again, podcast shows specifically for that. I will get to that. I missed on both of the NFC East 2020 division season finale games. I picked the Cowboys to win. They lost to the Commanders. And beg your pardon? No, I didn't miss on both of them. I got one of them right. Excuse me, I missed on both of the NFC South division season finales on yesterday. That's what I meant to say. Buccaneers lost 30 to 17. I know Tom Brady was pulled, but I mean, come on, man, really? <laughs> that really stung. And then what stung even the more was the Panthers. Figuring out a way to win. And they won in the closing seconds with a field goal 10-7. Sending the Saints to 7-10 and improving their record to 7-10. I don't know if that's an improvement, but it is what it is. The Texans won on yesterday, as I predicted they would. 32-31 was the final. My prediction was 16-14. So basically about two points, right? I think my math is right there. Um, I'll go back to Saturday in a moment, but everybody already knows what's happening on Saturday because... Saturday was before yesterday, so Arizona lost to the 49ers, as I predicted they would. Arizona got three points more than what I gave them. I said 44-10. The actual final score was 38-13. to 13. San Francisco was just merciless on those boys, and you got to give Arizona credit with J.J. Watt retiring. They did their best to send him off right, but they just could not get away from the awesome flawlessness almost flawlessness of Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is Purdy and he's powerful in his performance for the San Francisco 49ers. And on this second Monday of the new year, January the 9th, 2023, I am giving you the results of last night's game as well as week 18 overall with prophetic passion here at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. Once again, good Afternoon, if you're in the central or west coast, we're at the bottom of the noon hour now at the Prophet's Picks Football Podcast lunch hour coming to you from Houston, Texas. Prophet's Picks Studios forward slash media centers. As I am working towards getting this venue decorated a little bit more, I already got a few things up. Probably gonna have to get a new banner for my new logo going into 2023. And the Eagles won on yesterday, getting back on track with the show. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals won. I got both of the AFC North division 2022 season finale predictions, correct? Um, one NFC North prediction, correct? One NFC North prediction, wrong. Seahawks won, as I predicted. 49ers won, as I predicted, for the West. Uh, and I think I'm leaving teams out. That would be the Chiefs won on Saturday afternoon. Um and of course Saturday night football. I went three and up, And uh Jaguars are the fourth seed going into the postseason, and they are the AFC South champs. Uh Minnesota beat the Bears twenty-nine to thirteen. My prediction was Vikings thirty-four and the bears fourteen. And uh yeah, I was right there. And now we arrive to where we are now. In this results show. By the way, AFC West Divisional game for the season finale number two was wrong. Chargers lost. My prediction was 26-23 Chargers over Broncos. And it was a final Denver 31, Chargers 28. And I'll talk a lot about that in the Black Friday podcast special. That is an extra podcast show that I don't normally have to do. But because it is the NFL and because it involves coaches and front office members i have to talk about what happens and it's something that i do every year and it's only every year once a year on this monday the first monday at the end of the regular season so that show is coming up next and then i will roll on over into postseason podcast prediction shows there will be six of those special shows Two for Saturday, three for Sunday, and one for a week from tonight. Next Monday night, January the 16, 2023, Monday Night Football Primetime Edition. The Super Duper Wild Wild Card Round Weekend in the NFL comes, excuse me, to a halt as number five seed or the fifth seed Dallas Cowboys is at the fourth seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers Detroit went into Lambeau Field on last night with confidence, motivation if we don't win and if we're not eligible for postseason contention, if we don't go, they don't go Detroit Lions had nothing to lose because they were eliminated from postseason contention when they went into the game Packers had everything to lose and they lost it as well as losing the game. And I will go into further detail about that in a few moments. But first, the box score a field goal for the Detroit Lions in the first quarter, six points for the Green Bay Packers in the first quarter. Packers started out pretty good, they let six to three. Second quarter, a field goal for the Packers, making it nine to three. And then a field goal for the Detroit Lions, a tied second quarter, three to three. It would be nine to six going into the half. A lot of mistakes made by uh, Aaron Rodgers. And he allowed a rookie to pick him off three times this season. And Detroit, their future is looking good. Looking real good. Can't put nothing past that front office. Can't put anything past that head coach. Who was a former NFL player, by the way, at tight end, Dan Campbell. Things are looking up in Detroit. Detroit. Got to give these guys time. They were 3-13 last year. And going into the season, I said it. If games fall a certain way for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, if things don't go according to plan, I said this August of 2022, the 2022 predictions on the season. NFC North champions, yes, I chose the Packers. But I said if things fall a certain way, the Detroit Lions could find themselves in the hunt for the division. And if not in the hunt for the division, they could be second. I did not see the Detroit Lions finishing last this year. I said the Bears would finish last. New head coach. They got to get everything worked out there. And if I am wrong, if you all would go back and listen to that show and I am wrong and I picked Detroit to finish last, then that's my mistake. You got to remember, that was over six months ago now. But I do feel, if my memory serves me correctly, I did say Detroit had an opportunity to finish second in the division. Or if things fell the right way, finish first. And we all know Minnesota Vikings, they finished first in the division. We all know Minnesota Vikings are the number three seed because of how their season went. And we all know now After winning last night, Detroit finished second with a winning record. Here's the problem with this, though. And I will give you the rest of the statistics from last night's game. And then I'll end the show. The problem with Detroit finishing 4-4 on the road last night. Finishing with a winning record for the first time, quite frankly, in a very long time. um, And I'll give you that information in a moment as well. The problem with that is this, Detroit Lions, they have built expectations. That's what they've done. You have built expectations, you've created expectations for the year's to come starting with this upcoming 2023 NFL season later on this year. That's what you have done if you are the Detroit Lions. And for ownership for the Detroit Lions that at the end of the day, they don't always have patience and give their franchise time to develop, coaching staff time to develop and grow the coaching staff time to develop and grow the players that they drafted because believe it or not a lot of good players have come from detroit there are a lot of good players on other nfl rosters right now that are formerly of the detroit football lions and now the detroit lions have created expectations and the problem with that is you have a franchise in which the ownership is not always patient. That's the issue that the Detroit Lions coaching staff has. They finished 9-8 this year. Three thirteen 13 one was the final record in 2021. The first year of the pandemic, Detroit Lions finished 5-11. and And I believe that was Matt Patricia's last year as a Detroit Lions head coach. With Quinn as the general manager, 3-12-1 in 2019. 2018 for the Detroit Lions at the end of the season. Detroit 5-11. So the Detroit Lions finished 5-11 in 2018, 5-11 in 2020. 3-13 uh, in 2019. 3-13-1 in 2021. Let's go all the way back to 2017. Detroit Lions finished 9-7. This was the first winning season for the Detroit Lions since 2017. And I'm glad it was 2017 because I thought I was going to have to go back further <laughs> than where I was going. But... After a nine and seven year in 2017, the expectations was created then, and the Detroit Lions would go on in 2018 once again to be five and eleven, 2019 to be three thirteen and one, 2020 to be five and eleven again, and then in 2021, a couple of years ago, they finished three thirteen and one, and then this year they finished with a record of nine and eight. And just like the year of 2018, after they went nine and seven in 2017, this year in 2022, they finished nine and eight and they have created the expectations for 2023. For again, an ownership group that is not patient. Maybe they are now. Maybe they are. And it's understandable. And I'm going to throw this out here really quickly and then I'm going to go ahead and finish up the show and give you the statistics and the rest of the box score because things did get interesting in the second half of that game last night. And here's the thing. It's understandable that the Detroit Lions organization is a little bit impatient with the ownership, okay? When it comes to waiting for players to win. Their owner, Wilma Clay Ford, and the Ford family, yes, Ford as in Ford Trucks and Vehicles, yes, that's the same same family, same last name. She's up there in her years. I have to be very respectful in how I use my words the next few minutes. The same thing with the owner of the dub Bears, up there in years. Virginia McCaskey's she's she's old Wilma Clay Ford old you can throw Jerry Jones in there as well very impatient not allowing time to develop coaching staff to develop the coaching staff to develop the players to players to develop but here's the difference Dallas is in a different spot right now than Chicago is no matter how old the owner is of the Dallas Cowboys. But he's getting up there. These are three NFC franchises located in a central division time zone. But not in the same division. That are very desperate for a Super Bowl championship. And it's understandable. But unfortunately. Worst the first is not always the case. And the Jaguars is another team that has created expectations for next year. But the difference between Detroit and Jacksonville is, guess what? Jacksonville is in the postseason this weekend. What is another team that has a wild feline for a mascot? Carolina Panthers. The way that they finished the season, they were in the postseason talks for a few weeks there before they got trounced out. And then they won their final game of the season. They are another cat-like team that has created expectations. Now, the expectations in Charlotte, North Carolina, isn't as great as they are in Jacksonville. More specifically, these expectations for the Panthers in Charlotte, North Carolina, aren't as great as the expectations are for the Detroit Lions going into next year. But the expectations are there. And that's the issue that you create when you win the way that Detroit has won this past season. 5 and 4 at home, 4 and 4 on the road after defeating their rival the Green Bay Packers on last night and every single game this past Saturday and Sunday week 18 was a rivalry game. It was a divisional game. And that's what's so amazing and great about the NFL. Detroit Lions not only finished 9 and 8 but they finished 5 and 1 in their division and a pretty good conference record conference as in the National Football Conference they went 7 and 5 in the NFC it's been a long time since the Detroit Lions did what they did this past season and they have created expectations and it's going to be hard to live up to those if they come out the gates next season in the fall of this year, 2023, like they did this past 2022 season. They picked things up and they carried on and they were relevant all the way into week 18, which is again what the dream is of Cosell, who passed away many years ago, which is what the NFL owners want every team to be relevant but, nine times out of ten, every, team, every single team is not going to be relevant in Week 18. But a good chunk of the league was, and that is what the NFL wants. The score was 7-7 seven seven in the third quarter Excuse me, of the game last night. As the Detroit Lions got a touchdown... And the Green Bay Packers got a touchdown. The problem is the Packers did not score a touchdown in the fourth quarter. And they had the lead. um, 16 to 13, I believe it was. Yeah, in the fourth quarter. And Detroit scored that touchdown in the fourth quarter. But there was still plenty of time for the Packers to score another touchdown and win the game. Packers fall to 8-9 and, and they fall out of the postseason, and they fall to 5-4 at home. How much of this past season for the Green Bay Packers was a result of Aaron Rodgers not showing up in the offseason to build chemistry with his wide receivers, like Jared Goff did this past summer, this past spring of 2020? Like Matthew Stafford did and does every year. Like Matt Ryan did, even though it didn't work out. We all know what happened with the Colts early in the year. Like Tom Brady did. Well, no, Tom Brady didn't. I scratched that because he was handling the divorce proceedings. But like a lot of quarterbacks did. I'll just put it that way. Quarterbacks that knew that they were going to be the franchise guy, the starting guy, going into week one. I mean, you have to look at that. And the question is, is he going to return? He holds all of the cards. He holds all of the spades. Whether it's an ace, king, queen, or one through 10, he oh holds all of them. He's in control. And that was part of the problem going into last year. Aaron Rodgers too much in control. And did he... Drop off a little bit this year? Yeah, he did. He dropped off just a little bit, but he can still rifle that football in there when he needs to. But again, a lot of the wide receiver woes, a lot of the tight end woes was because Aaron Rodgers did in fact not participate and build chemistry with his teammates when he should have. Week one, weeks two through 15, that was too late to build the chemistry, and it showed on the field. It affected the Green Bay Packers wide receivers and tight ends on the field, and that was very apparent and visible on the last night. The final score was twenty to sixteen. Once again, I was wrong in the final Sunday Night Football game of the year, the two thousand and twenty-two season finale, Sunday Night Football finale of the season, the NFC North season finale number game number two I was wrong it was 20 to 16 Detroit Lions over the Packers ending their postseason and adding quite frankly to the rivalry that has spanned over a hundred years once again that was meeting number 187 on last night 20 to 16 was the final score 21 first downs for the Detroit Lions 17 for the Packers Both the Packers and the Lions had 12 third downs. Both the Packers and the Lions converted four of those 12 third downs. Packers went forward on fourth down twice. They only converted one. Detroit Lions went forward on fourth down twice. And they converted both of those fourth downs. 60 offensive plays for the Detroit Lions offense last night. Only 57 for the Green Bay Packers. Detroit Lions had 323 total yards in the game on 10 offensive drives. That's rushing and passing, by the way. Averaged 5.4 yards per play. Green Bay Packers 57 total plays once again on last night for only 291 total yards. Only nine total offensive drives. Averaging 5.1 yards per play. 291 was rushing and passing, by the way. A fumble loss for the Packers. An interception thrown by Aaron Rodgers. And technically, he threw multiple interceptions, but there were penalties by Detroit's defense that awarded the Packers' offense two first downs. Same thing with the Packers' defense awarding the Detroit Lions' offense two first downs in the game. And it should have been more than two turnovers, but the two turnovers was a part of why the Packers lost on last night. Time of possession for the Detroit Lions, 27 minutes, 45 seconds. Time of possession for the Green Bay Packers, 32 minutes and 15 seconds. 75 penalty yards on five penalties for the Detroit Lions last night. 35 penalty yards for the Packers on only four penalties last night. Aaron Rodgers probably won't be saying that next season. Completed 17 passes on 27 attempts, 205 yards passing, 7.6 was the average per. Touchdown thrown and interception thrown. He was sacked twice for a loss of 17 yards, quarterback rating of 38.8, overall rating of 83.1. Jared Goff for the Detroit Lions, 23 of 34 for 224 passing yards, averaged 6.6 per completion. Touchdowns, none through the air, none on the ground as well. He also threw no interceptions. So he did everything he needed to do to help his team win the football game last night, and they did indeed win. He was sacked once for a loss of 5 yards, quarterback rating of 40.8, overall rating of 85.9. Those ratings would have been higher, I believe, if he threw some touchdown passes on last night. Jamal Williams, the former Green Bay Packer, 16 carries for 72 yards. He tied and then passed the great Barry Sanders, formerly of the Detroit Lions, at running back. With his two rushing touchdowns on last night. Touchdown run number 16 and 17 in the season. The most in Detroit Lions franchise history. Detroit Lions as a team, 25 carries, 104 yards rushing. He averaged 4.2 yards per carry. And once again, two rushing touchdowns for the Detroit Lions as a whole last night. Both of those from Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones, 12 for 48. Green Bay Packers as a team, they ran for over 100 yards last night as well, 28 for 108. Averaged 3.7 per, but here's the kicker. No rushing touchdowns. Khalif Raymond, formerly of the Denver Broncos, I believe is the team that drafted him into the league. I'm not sure. I know he's been with the Giants as well. He has found the home in Detroit, four receptions for 66 receiving yards, 16.5 was the average per catch. Once again, no touchdown passes. Therefore, there was no tight ends, wide receivers, H-backs, fullbacks, or running backs that had a receiving touchdown. But... Detroit Lions as a team, 23 receptions, 224 receiving yards, 9.7 was the average per catch last night. 17 receptions for 205 receiving yards and a touchdown for the Green Bay Packers, tight ends, wide receivers, H-backs, fullbacks, and running backs. They also averaged 12.1 per catch. Alan Lazard had that touchdown reception, and he showed up later on in the season. He was literally invisible early in the season halfway through. It was the rookie receivers, Romeo Dobbs and high draft pick at wide receiver Christian Watson. that got the job done as the season went along. Christian Watson, five receptions for 104 receiving yards last night. And the Packers tried to utilize that speed in a different way, letting him run the football. He had two carries for 12 yards. Just didn't work out for the Packers last night. Didn't work out for me either, but it worked out for the Seahawks. Seahawks were Detroit Lions fans last night, and it paid off. Jared Goff fumbled on last night. He recovered it. Will Harris recovered Aaron Jones' fumble from the Green Bay Packers, and Aaron Jones fumbled and lost it on last night. Darnell Savage, the former first-round draft pick at safety for the Green Bay Packers, 11-total tackles, 7-solo. Talk for a loss, two pass defense. And Quay Walker. I posted on my personal Facebook page on last night. Quay Walker. Sorry, Green Bay Packers Nation. But Quay Walker has got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go ASAP. Conduct detrimental to the team. Yes, he's a rookie. But we have to understand. There are some things that you just cannot do in the NFL. Especially in the wake of the DeMar Hamlin situation that happened a week ago. Tonight. Medical professionals for the Detroit Lions... Now, he wasn't pushed hard, but if you watch the film, and I'm pretty sure it's been seen a thousand times already, he did kind of shove Quay Walker out of the way. So, even though Quay Walker was sort of kind of pushed out of the way, I understand where he got frustrated at, but that does not give him the right to retaliate and give the medical professional for the Detroit Lions a real shove. And for the medical professionals, again, I'm not saying what Quay Walker was justified, what he did was justified. It was not justified at all. It wasn't. I'm not justifying what Quay Walker did. But what I am saying is. Is at the end of the day, it's not right that the medical professional put his hands on an NFL player to move him out of the way. You know, we always want to immediately vilify people when they do something wrong or it may not have been something that they're done wrong. And I'm not talking about the Quay Walker situation. I'm talking about in general. We have to look at what caused the reaction. And that's not what's looked at in every scenario. And it's funny because here it is again, this conversation that I had with my son a few days ago. Consequences and repercussions. Cause and effect. There is reactions. Okay? And... I believe if that Detroit Lions professional did not put his hands on Quay Walker, Quay Walker doesn't shove him. And then the other rookie from Georgia, um, Wyatt, he kind of gave the the same official, I believe it was, medical professional, um, a shoulder in the back. And here's how you avoid that. Whenever there's an injured NFL player on the football field, Both teams, just get out of the freaking way. Get out of the freaking way and let these guys do what they need to do. Just get out of the way and let these guys do their job, period. End of discussion and their hands won't be on you to begin with. So, we do have to look at what was the cause of that situation. We have to look at that. Because, again, it's cause and it's effect. It's chain reaction. Bottom line. It's chain reaction. And, again, I feel Quay Walker wouldn't have done that if his hands... Um, uh, or should I say, I feel he wouldn't have done that if the Detroit Lions professional, medical professional, that was attending to the injured player at the time, did not... Um put his hands on um, Quay Walker. But he was in fact ejected from the game. He was ejected. And we gotta remember he did the same thing, which was worse in Buffalo, because the Buffalo medical professional, when he tackled the player um from the Buffalo Bills on the sidelines during a Sunday night football game, same Sunday night football games, two times in a row on Sunday night football. This guy was helping him up. This Buffalo Bills medical professional was literally helping Quay Walker get up off the ground and he shoved him. So he's very young, very immature, and that was just a stupid mistake. And hopefully he learns from it, but I think he'll learn from it greater if the Green Bay Packers, and you wanna get something for him, right? You wanna get something for the guy, right? but he's got to go. He's got to go. And, um, that's basically the end of the show. That is your final Thursday night football, big pardon, not Thursday night football. Um, this is your final results show for the 2022 NFL season. For Sunday night. Um Alex and for the Detroit Lions, by the way, eight total tackles, three solo attack for a loss, quarterback hit. Um the Packers as a team, sixty-three total team tackles, 46 solo tackles, one sack, one tackle for a loss, two passes, um defense, and then three quarterback hits on Jared Goff um to go with the one sack. Detroit Lions as a team, 69 total team tackles, 43 solo tackles, two sacks three times, four loss, two pass defense, seven quarterback hits on Aaron Rodgers to go with the two sacks. And uh, Kirby Joseph, this rookie, intercepted Aaron Rodgers this year three times. So he's got that going for him. And once again, I was wrong. Kirby Joseph, uh, thank you for screwing or assisting and screwing up my Sunday night football prediction, sir. The rookie from Illinois and that's great. He played Big Ten Midwest football in the middle of the country. And uh, Illinois University, great university, Chicago, Illinois, great American city. Uh, beautiful scenery. Just don't want to be there in the wintertime. When I went years ago as a child, I went during the spring and early summer. Chicago is flawless at that point in time of the year. And I can say that I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. I can't speak on L.A. I can't speak on Las Vegas, but I can speak on Chicago. There are cities that I can't speak on because there are cities that I have been to in this country. And uh, Illinois is one of those top states. Chicago is one of those top cities in the country. Kirby Joseph, once again, University of Illinois, six feet, one inches tall, 203 pounds, four interceptions, in the season, eight passes defense, two forced fumbles, and he had 55 solo tackles. And the biggest statistic is he intercepted Aaron Rodgers three times on the season. This has been the Pro Fix Football Podcast Show. 2022 season finale, Sunday Night Football finale, AFC, NFC North Division finale game number two. Results show. Long title, but it will not be that long, trust me. My prediction, Green Bay 28, Detroit 20. And the final, thanks a lot, Detroit, for nothing. Detroit 20, Green Bay 16. I finished the year 11-4 on yesterday. Overall in the season, 163 games predicted correctly. 100 incorrect, two ties. 8-4, on Sunday, yesterday, including uh, eight and four on Saturdays as well, including all this is all three Saturdays combined. Let me just say that to make it non-confusing. Eleven and six on Monday night football. That's because that game was canceled last Monday night, and it should have been with Demar Hamlin. Three and zero on Saturday night. Nine and zero on Thursday night football. Eleven and seven, thanks to the Detroit Lions on Sunday night football. Prime time overall in the year. 34 games predicted correctly. 21 incorrect. Primetime started out real rough this year, y'all. But I finished over 500. 98. Just like the Detroit Lions. Look at that. Once again, overall in the year, 163-102. And in primetime, 34-21. Stay tuned. The lunch hour continues. More to come. A whole entire NFL postseason to be played. A tournament to be played. But coming up next... Prophets Pick Special Edition, as the lunch hour is running out of time. Everybody stay safe out there. One.